The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with my co-host, Sam Bruski, and Football Grizz. All right, we're going to start off. We're going to give a big shout-out. Congratulations to at ZombieGrizz18. ZombieGrizz18 followed the directions on the tweet, entered to win, and he is going to see the Pelicans versus the Grizzlies on Monday, January 20th. And word on the street is Zion Williamson will be coming back this Thursday. So, at Zombie Grizz is going to get to see the number one draft pick versus the number two draft pick. My man. Congrats. If all goes well. Yeah. Should be a good game. It's always, like, the, the Grizzlies always do a great job on MLK Day. They have a bunch of guests, and they, they just they do it the right way. So, it's going to be a good game. Um, congratulations again at Zombie Grizz 18. And thanks to everybody for signing up. Keep an eye out. We're going to do some more giveaways. Sam and I have not uh, come to an agreement. We haven't really, well, we have an agreement that we're going to do more giveaways, but we haven't decided what the next giveaway will be. But stay tuned. We will be doing that uh, sooner rather than later. Sam, how you doing tonight, man? Doing good. After last night, man, I'm doing great, actually. Yeah, it was a, it was a great game. Great game last night. And you already know that Sam is the uh, self-reclaimed number one fan of JV. Good night to be a uh, fan of the Will the Beast last night. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he he blew up. It was crazy. And I'm going to apologize in advance. If you get some background noise that you don't normally hear tonight, the college football playoff is going. My son is watching it. So there's no telling what kind of background noise we're going to get tonight. We will uh, try to keep it to a minimum. But just wanted to put the disclaimer out there. So last night's game, final score, it was 122 to 102. We're going to go over that. We're going to cover it a little bit, talk about stats, talk about JV, the Wildebeest. Shout out to Dan Bespris for the nickname. Dan threw that at me in a text message. Dan? It was Dan. Well, I'm, good job, Dan. I'm not going to take credit for it. I, I love it. I'm going to stick with it. Pretty he good. Is, he will forever be known as a wildebeest on Lithuanian this podcast. Nightmare is, I like that one, but that wildebeest is good. Bearded Behemoth. Yeah, I don't like, I, I'm not a big fan of the, um, like, two big names to, like, the Lithuanian Nightmare seems too long. I know, but that's what he is, because he's a nightmare. He was a nightmare for Draymond Green last night, and that white dude, whoever the, they had, I don't know do you, do you know how to say his name? I hate that, I feel like I'm unprepared when I don't know how to say their names, like, so we were talking about uh, Jakob Pertl, Pladel, Yeah, Pladel. I've always heard it Pladel, unless if you're saying his whole name, then it's Jakob Pertl. That's the way I've heard it. It's With so With the Spurs weird. and the Raptors like that. Yeah, So, I, but, you know, like some of these guys have some tough names to say, and, you know, we're not professional um, announcers, so True. we don't have to uh, know exactly how to say it, thank goodness, because the uh, the rookie for the Warriors last night – has um, a funky last name. It's like 16 letters and there's no vowels in it or something crazy. It's not quite that bad, but it, it is, it's a little bit different. So I don't know how we're just going to say, um, what's his first name? Do you know? It's like Pete or something like that. We'll call him Pete. Yeah, we'll, we'll call him Pete. But none of the uh, the big men for the Warriors had anything for uh, JV last night. It was not a thing. 
it was easy to set back and say feed the beast because and it was said multiple times last night should have been mm-hmm. like make them stop it it was working well, they couldn't it. stop it and that was um th- did you watch any of the post game interviews i didn't watch when we were uh, no. we were driving so we didn't actually watch watch them live but i i watched some of them today and the biggest thing that i heard is a uh, uh, we is greater than me and so in, in jv's interview he was talking about it and he said you know tonight was just my night the the next night it might be somebody else you know we is greater than me and it seems like the entire team is adopting that mentality you know it, it's it's good to see you know we hadn't even given you uh Final score, I gave you that, 122-102. Grizzlies went by 20 at home against Golden State. They improved to 18-22. and 22. Toronto Raptors, get your crap together. The Raptors were beating the Spurs by 20 late in the game. They took a 13-point lead in the fourth and freaking blew it. They lose by a point, too. Would have widened the gap there. But that's all right. Memphis took care of business. Because of DeMar DeRozan. It was. When he shoots it, it goes and... Well, last night he was um, poster DeRozan, but anyway, oh. yeah, now he murdered a guy. Career's over, so oh I'm, I'm not going to go into that. But listen, the Grizzlies took care of business. They don't need to rely on other people to help them out. When you take care of your own, you don't have to rely on anybody else, and that's a good thing. So we'll run through the stats real quick from last night's game, and then we're going to move into the preview for the two other games that the Grizzlies have coming up this week. Jaron Jackson, uh, 21-5, two, one steal, two blocks. Dylan Brooks had an off night. I'm not going to hammer on him too hard. He was uh, three for 11 from the field, 0 for 6 from three. Only had seven points. John Morant float, uh, flirting with another triple-double, 11, 7, and 10. Brandon Clark knocking on the door of a double-double with 9 and 11. He had two assists as well, one steal, one block. Tyus Jones had a good night. He was 11, 4, and three steals. DeAnthony Melton continues to impress every time he goes on the floor. If you don't know the name, learn the name DeAnthony Melton. You will be hearing it a lot moving forward. He's a very nice man, by the way. Super, super nice. Super That's, cool. Like talking with DeAnthony. Great, great guy. He's always been super friendly every time that I've had any kind of interaction with him. But uh, he was 10, 3, 5, 2, and 2. Grayson Allen shot 100% from deep last night. He was 3-for-3, three three, finished with 11 points, 4 rebounds, and a steal. And then the Wildebeest, 31-19, one steal, two blocks. Shot 13-for-17 from the field. This man had seven offensive rebounds in the first half. It was He was playing bully ball down there. I said that last night. Sam and I, we were sitting there talking and he was just muscling those guys around. They wanted no parts of it. That Willie Cauley Stein is not a small guy by any means, but he had nothing for him. Draymond Green and Pete, or whatever his name is, we'll the, call him Pete. Yeah, well, I'm gonna look up his first name. We'll just, well, actually, we'll give him the the correct first yeah, name. We'll be right. I don't here. want. I don't want to be that. guy. He had one of the nastiest dunks last night they were back to back actually he had the put back dunk and then the alley-oop one. Oh my god i just lost my mind <laughs> the uh the alley-oop was, was there were a lot of those yeah but the the one to uh to jv was nice 
but the putback. The putback holy was crap, the crap, man. Well, I saw it coming because he was at the three-point line. Jay shot it, and Jonas was going, and there was nobody even around him. And I'm like, oh, my God, please bounce his way. And it did, and he jumped up there and yammed the dang thing, and I lost it. Lost my mind. It was gone. Mine's still in Memphis somewhere. So the the big kid from the Warriors, um, Omari Spellman, actually started at center. Yeah. But that's not the name that we can't say, obviously. No. It's uh, Alan something. Alan S. Oh, it's not Pete. We it's are not. sorry, not Pete. <laughs> You're Alan. Yeah, Alan. But Alan. It didn't matter. They they didn't have an answer for JV last night, and his number showed. Maybe his the name Grizzlies, was He would have, but. You think if his name was if Pete? If his name was Pete, he might have had an yeah. answer. That, that's possible. Grizzlies dominated this game as a whole, just front to back, end to end. Essentially, every category was led by the Grizzlies last night. Rebound, they out-rebounded in 60-47. to 47. Grizzlies managed 18 offensive rebounds last night. This is what should have happened the first time they played them at home. They did, but the, the first game that they played them at home, the Grizzlies did poo-poo. They just overlooked them, Boo-boo, and, and uh, D'Angelo Russell didn't even play in that nope. game. They their best player was Draymond Green, and he's he's good. Oh, I'm, he's great. He's a great player. He is not an offensive juggernaut, but he does a lot of things right. He is a piece that you have to have in order to win a championship. You have to have a guy like Draymond Green on your team. Well, that's the reason he you has know, a few. So. You know, defensive player, rebounds, scraps, does all the stuff. Sometimes he does some stuff that I don't like. Man, it it is what it is, but. You got to have a guy like that on your team to win a championship, but they they didn't. the The Warriors just came out and punched them in the mouth last time, mm-hmm. and uh, and gave it to them right there at home. Grizzlies have matured quite a bit since uh, since that game, so they they've improved. When we went to our first game, that's exactly what I was about to say yeah, too. The, the Bulls game, and I think we we touched on this a little bit about how bad the Grizzlies looked that initial night. They weren't going to win twelve games that. Well, and, I said they're not going to win 15. That's what I said. Yeah, Sam predicted 35 to start off, and then you watch that one, and his win prediction dropped by 20. Yep, I said they're going to be lucky if they get to 15. That's what I said. Yeah. And and if they played like that, they 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 wouldn't they wouldn't get past 10 probably. Yeah, the, these young guys are growing. It seems like every game, and you know, obviously, it's probably not every game, but they're putting in the work, and it's it's fun to watch. It's a great time to be a Grizzlies fan, even through this rebuild. They are miles ahead of where anybody predicted they would be at this point. Yep. So that's it. That's all we got from the game last night. Again, the final score, 122-102. Grizzlies improved to 18-22. and 22. They hold on to the eight seed ahead of the Spurs by win percentage. It is close. The They're actually the same amount of games back from the seventh seed, but because of win percentage, Grizzlies are holding the eight seed. So yay for the Grizzlies. Woohoo. All right, game two of the week is coming up Tuesday. And depending, we'll see on getting the podcast posted. This may post Monday night or early Tuesday morning. So it may be either tomorrow or today, depending. We'll see what's up with that. But they play the Rockets at home coming in again to Memphis. It's the second game. Houston comes into Memphis. Houston. Oh, you know what? Did you have the last matchup, Sam? I guess I, I accidentally deleted it. What happened it in the, I know the it was November fourth. They lost. It was uh one oh seven to one hundred. Okay. So it was a close game. It was. Westbrook is already out for this game. Hmm. 
he hates Memphis. I said it last time. I'll say it again. He just hates Memphis. You know, I but more I than would, that, I think he just hates me. I'm. I wasn't gonna say that, but he uh, he hasn't played period since you've like gone. Besides once. Yeah, I'm, I've got to watch Westbrook play one full game. The only full game that I got to watch him play, uh, he he managed a triple double. The yeah. first game that we went down, my son is a huge Westbrook fan. That is his favorite player. I cannot change his mind. I've tried. But Westbrook is his favorite player. First game we go to, Westbrook gets tossed, gets ejected. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, okay. That's so we're, we got another one later in the year, not a big deal. We go to the second one, Westbrook sets out. Of course. Over, this is Oklahoma, right? This is Oklahoma, yeah, okay, Westbrook. Okay, okay. See, yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then it, it just continued like that. Either set out or got ejected. You know, it was so the the first game was ejected. The second game he set out. The third game that we went to watch him is the game that we got the full game. That's good. And he got the triple double. Dope. And then it's been some more setting out. We went to the Pelicans versus the Rockets in New Orleans over Christmas break. I'm like, okay, he's not playing in Memphis. Maybe we'll get to see him play in New Orleans. That just doesn't make any sense. Nope. Didn't didn't play. We that actually just... we saw the G League Rockets team play that game. Oh. <laughs> Dude, nobody <laughs> played. They're... Eric Gordon started. <laughs> yeah, he was the best Rocket on the floor. Eric Gordon or P.J. Tucker, you pick your poison. But the fact that either one of those two are listed as the best player on the team for any team is pretty crappy. So, like, Capella was out, and that's when uh, Capella uh, Capella had a hill bruise. Harden didn't play. Westbrook didn't play. And I don't even know what was going on. I don't think either of those guys They just had didn't anything. want to. Yeah, they were just um, douchebags. Load managing or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, yeah, so our luck with Westbrook is awful, and then we're not going to get to see him again. I've only got to see him one time when I went to see Kobe. He yeah. had the uh, – what, what was cool about that is I got to see him. He got the – at the time was the second fastest triple-double in NBA history. Was it before yeah. halftime? Yeah, before half. He yeah. got it within like, I don't know, 13 or 14 minutes or something like that. Then Jokic comes and just blows it out of the water a few years later, but – that's my guy too, so it doesn't matter. But yeah. Anyway. So Houston's sitting in the fourth seed in the West right now. They are a tough team. Even without Westbrook, you still got a Harden. I t- I talked a little trash on Gordon, but Gordon is a good player. He's just not the number one guy on a team. PJ Tucker, Clint Capella, you know, Houston is a good team. They they are gonna be a championship contender. We'll see where it goes. But this is gonna be a tough matchup for the Grizzlies. I've got three things down. Uh, my keys to victory for the Grizzlies. Number one, uh, James Harden. They've got to play good team defense. You know that James Harden is going to get his. He just does. But you got to keep him off the free throw line. You can't right. let him shoot 25 or 30 free throws. He's, he's going to get the calls either way, though. Yeah. So always happens. Number one, keep him off the free throw line. Number two is rebounding. Clint Capella is among the league leaders right now. I think he, I know he's top five, maybe two or three in offensive rebounds per game. He's averaging 4.2, average, <clears throat> averaging 4.2 offensive rebounds a game. So the Grizzlies got to get a body on him, get in position, and keep him off of the offensive glass. Got it. They have to, have to, have to clean up on the glass. 
And then number three is just overall defense. Like I, like I said, you know, defense on hard and not letting him get to the line. But slowing down a guy like James Harden is not a one-man job. No. that They have to do this together. They have to have one. And I cannot – I'm excited. I hate that Westbrook isn't playing for my son. But – I'm excited. the The big game or, or the big matchup that I'm looking forward to in this is Dylan Brooks versus Harden. Yeah. And I okay. First off, don't at me. I'm not saying that Dylan is as good as Harden. I'm not delusional. That's what he said. That's, what he said. that's not it. what I said. I heard it. But Dylan Brooks has been working his butt off on the defensive end this year, guarding D'Angelo Russell in the Warriors game. He wants to guard the best player on the other team. He wants to guard them, and I love that about him. If you've listened to any of our podcasts, you have heard me rip Dylan a new one because he is inconsistent. He makes bad decisions a lot. But I was looking, Sam, It Dylan only, he, he has not played two full seasons. This is his third season. Yeah. But he played, I think he played in all 82 games in his rookie season. And then last year, he only played in 18 games. He missed the rest of the year. I don't know if he played all 82. He may like not the first have. first year. Like, he was healthy his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, he did, he didn't he did really, well. If he didn't play every game, and, he was he was upper 70s yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he, but he's not played too full. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm talking over you. No, it's cool. Because uh, I know he did decent, like, in the last end of his rookie year. His last game there, he scored 35 points, and that's when I was like, oh, wow, this dude's going to do something. And then the coach didn't play him at the beginning of the year, and then he ended up hurting himself in practice or something like that. Yeah, Dylan got in his feelings because Garrett Temple beat him out for the starting job. And that is – I don't know if Temple was just working hard. I don't know the reasoning behind that. I wasn't a coach – it's it's whatever. I think, in my opinion, you let Brooks start. He's a young guy. You want to develop I, him. I would start him. But I was kind of digging into it a little bit today. I was sitting there, and I was going through Twitter, messing around. I'm like, you know what? I just want to look at these numbers and see. Dylan Brooks is averaging like 14.6 points this year. Do you know how much Giannis averaged in his second year in the NBA? His oh, second full I, year? No, I have no idea. Uh, let me take a guess. 15. Less. Really? 11. 12. Ooh, that's close. So I I put this out there on Twitter, and I'm going to say it again right here. The Grizzlies have the pieces that they need on the current roster to make a deep playoff run. I'm not saying it's this year. They're not ready this year. They have a lot of developing to do. But the Grizzlies have what they need on this roster right now to make a deep playoff run. You have two all-stars. Jaron Jackson and Ja Morant are going to be future all-stars. There's no doubt in my mind. Brandon Clark may even actually be an all-star. He's playing extremely well. Dylan Brooks, you need a perimeter guy that can score, that can be a playmaker, and that can shoot the three. Dylan is struggling from three. But let me tell you, there's so many guys in the NBA that are chucking up threes right now, but you overlook guys that, that don't, that still are effective. You know, we I talked a little bit about Kawhi Leonard before. Kawhi Leonard makes his living on the mid-range jumpers. Chris Paul, his entire career has been mid-range jumpers. 
I don't care if Dylan's not making the threes. He's not the best three-point shooter on the team. It's Jaron Jackson in a landslide. Dylan, Dylan Brooks is the wing, can be developed into the wing that, as Grizzlies fans, we talk about, okay, they're missing a big guard that can defend and knock down outside shots. Dylan can be that guy. It's only it's his third year, but it's really only his second full season. He's still developing. He's already averaging more points than what Giannis did. And I can go back. I know that there's more guys that are all-star caliber players that Dylan is already averaging more points. You can say the team, Milwaukee was not a good team. Giannis in his first couple years was not the guy that he is now. He developed into what he is. So you've got John Morant, all-star point guard. Dylan Brooks, a defensive-minded two-guard that can be a playmaker and knock down shots. You got Brandon Clark. As maybe he's your sixth man. Maybe he's a, the starting four. Wh- wherever you want to go with him. You got Brandon Clark. He has been phenomenal so far this year. Jaron Jackson is your other all-star. So there you got one, two, four, and five right there in the long term. That's probably your one, two, four, and five. And then you got Josh Jackson and South Haven. You want to you want a small forward with size that can play defense and that can knock down shots. And Josh Jackson's been doing it all year in South Haven. Maybe he never gets called up. I have no idea. I don't think that anybody has any idea other than Josh Jackson. Maybe maybe not even him. I don't like from the interviews that I've watched. I don't even think that he knows, but. The front office are the only people that know what the plan is with him. You have role players in Tyus Jones as the backup point guard. DeAnthony Melton, we gas him up all the time. He's a plus defender. He's great. He he is. Great energy guy off the bench. He scraps. He hustles. He's pesky. He's a guy coming off of your bench that you want, that you want to see. And maybe if he continues to develop in the way that he is, DeAnthony Melton may work his way into that starting lineup. But either way, I think with what they have right now on this roster, as these guys develop, I think the Grizzlies have what they need. I don't think they need to make a big trade. I don't think they need to win the lottery and draft this kid from Georgia. If they do that, if they make a trade, if they sign a guy, okay, great. But I think that what they have on the roster right now, they can develop them into a team that can make a deep run in the playoffs. I completely 100% believe that. Only time will tell. That's one of those predictions. You know, it seems it's... I think it's a bold prediction, but it's fairly loose because you, you have to have time to see it. So if they stay together, if they don't stay together, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But anyway, I just want to, I, I mentioned that on Twitter this morning and kind of talked back and forth with a few people about it, but that that's where I'm at with it. I really do. I don't think it's this year. If they make the playoffs this year, great. You know, I, I've given you all my opinion on that. I'm not going to go back down that road again, but I really, really honestly, truly believe that the Grizzlies have what they need on the current roster to make a deep playoff run after everybody develops. That's good. All right. Before we go into the third game of the week, I'm going to talk to you all about our partner here at Hootball Grizz. MyBookie.ag is a sports book 
They have the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week customer service team to answer any and all of your questions. Said best promotions in there, and I mean it. Right now, mybookie.ag, if you go there and you use the show's promo code Grizzlies, they're going to match your initial deposit halfway up to $1,000. So you deposit $2,000, they're going to give you an extra 1000 bucks. You don't have to deposit 2000 If you're betting 50 if you're betting 100 if you're betting 20 whatever you're betting, go to mybookie.ag, put the money in, use the show's promo code Grizzlies, and they're going to match you. If it's not football, if it's not bat, whatever whatever you want to bet on sports-wise, mybookie.ag has it. They've been around. They have more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book. And the show's code is Grizzlies. Go and check them out, guys. MyBookie.ag. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. The AFC and NFC Championship weekend. It's coming up. It's next weekend. We got the Titans at the Chiefs. And we got the Packers at San Francisco. So it should be two pretty good games. Got a lot of um, firepower at the quarterback position. Minus Ryan Tannenhill. I don't even know that seems weird like the other three quarterbacks seem deserving but tannin here i don't i don't know anyway i'm not going to get into that it's not a football podcast but go check them out mybookie.ag again the show's promo code is grizzlies they will match your initial deposit 50 percent up to two thousand dollars so you can get a free thousand dollars if you're going to bet on the super bowl I highly recommend mybookie.ag because you're getting free money to increase your chance, not increase your chances of winning, but you can increase your bet size and therefore win more money. One more time, mybookie.ag shows promo code is Grizzlies. No brainer. Be like Nike. Just do it. Free free money is good, man. I like free money. So the the last game. Well, of, hang on, because we didn't cover some stuff with the Rockets, the all time stuff. Oh, well, you let me go in. Go ahead, man. I'm. I do this all the time. Sam's got to stop me before I get to that point. You know, stabbing with my number two lead pencil is what I'm going to do. <laughs> but nope, they're all time. Grizzlies are 36, Rockets are 61, so it's pretty lopsided. Their last 10, they're 3 and 7, still pretty lopsided. And um, the last time they won an actual season series against them, take a guess when it was. The last time the Grizzlies won a season series against the Rockets? Yes. Oh, I'm going to say pre-James Harden. The Rockets had some rough years there. How about 2009? Nope, 2012-13. Really? Yep. Was it when did Harden go over there? Was it was he there 11. then? Yeah. Oh, so it wasn't pre-Harden. Look at mm-hmm. him go. I, I was, think Harden went over there at 11 because it was for Kevin Martin, and that was 2011 or 12. All right. It was Good enough. Yeah. So they got some work to do to uh to close that gap. But being a um oh man, expansion team, you know. Yeah. That's um they they're, they're going to have some pretty rough records. Expansion teams don't tend to start off very well. But we'll see over the next few years, I like the Grizzlies to uh turn that around some. It'd be nice, I'll yeah. tell you that. I, I'm if you're asking me to bet right now, I'm going with the Grizzlies over the next five years on the head-to-head record. Next five, I'm taking the Grizz. Why not? Fight me. 
Don't do it. Not really. You done? Can I move on to Cleveland? Yeah, move on to Cleveland. All right. Next time you got to stop me before I I went into the whole spiel. It's cool. MyBookie.ag. I didn't want to cut you off. You were doing good. He should just stop me. I don't know what's going on with him. All right. I'm flip the table next time. Oh, a final game of the week is Friday. They are at home. Little home stand here. What's it? Is they got five in a row at home? They do. Yep. San Antonio, yep. Yep. Golden State, Houston, Cleveland. And then Pelicans. On the Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So Friday, they play at home against Cleveland. Cleveland is 12 and 27 on the season, and they are 4 and 6 in their last 10. The Grizzlies donked the last game away. They they ended up losing the game one fourteen to one oh seven. The Grizzlies had a seven point lead in this game with six minutes left. And, and gave it away. They went four minutes without a bucket. Mm-hmm. Not a free throw, not nothing. Four minutes. And the the Cavaliers finally it took them four minutes. To, they were down by seven. And it took them four minutes to score nine points. That's not very very efficient. But no. the Grizzlies were just not knocking down shots. Trash. They did not finish this game. Dang it, Kevin. So my keys to victory in this one is pace. The Grizzlies need to be aggressive and get to the free throw line. The Grizzlies only shot seven free throws in the last matchup. Boo-boo. That's Jaron Jackson. I feel like he should get to the line more than that. By himself, John Morant plays aggressive, gets to the line. Definitely should be shooting more than seven free throws in the game. Rebounding, the Grizzlies got out-rebounded in the last matchup. That's my second key to victory. They need to rebound the ball. I know it sounds like a broken record. I talk about rebounding in the Houston game. But rebounding is important, especially with guys like Clint Capella, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. These guys crash the boards. If the Grizzlies are not careful... They will lose this game on second chance of points alone. That's it. I mean, you you have to guys that teams that have guys like Thompson, Love, Capella, you've got to be on the boards or they will eat you alive. Uh, and then my third key to victory is close the game. I talked to you about you know the seven point lead with six minutes left, not scoring for four minutes. They just stalled. The Grizzlies have been better offensively since this game. Maybe we see, well, I mean, you have to see an improvement. You would think that you would see they, they've been playing much, much better basketball. But you, you cannot go into this game or go into the fourth quarter with the lead again and just fall asleep at the wheel. If coach sees them stalling, he's got to make some changes. So I don't know. You know, it, it's, wait, wait, I, I say any given Sunday all the time, and that's kind of what it was. The Grizzlies are a better team than the Cavaliers. They've got a young core in Cleveland that the, those guys are playing pretty well right now. They're still trying to figure it out. You got Sexton and Garland and uh, Kevin Porter. Porter has been a pleasant surprise for them. Um, Kevin Love has been disgruntled. So you got a little bit of turmoil over there in Cleveland. Don't know what's going to happen in the trade deadline for them. Who knows? Before this game on Friday, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson may not even be Cavaliers. True. And if you they're know. not, that should be an easy day. I tell you, one positive going into this game, Jordan Clarkson 
wrecked the Grizzlies in the last game. Smoked them. He scored 33 in that game, Smoked and them. he is out of town. He's gone. He's with the Jazz. He got shipped to Utah. Utah. So that's, that's one less that they have to yeah. worry about. But Didn't they trade Dante Exum or something like yeah. that? And, and, you know, I haven't it's even looked bad. to see what Exum is. Is he is he getting much playing time? Though? I don't know if he's playing much with Cleveland, but I know he wasn't doing too bad with the Jazz there. Yeah, so... That's this is definitely a winnable game for the Grizzlies. The Rockets game is going to be a test. The Rockets are a good team. This is another, you know, the the Grizzlies played very well against the Spurs, ended up taking over that 8th seed. So we got two two games here, one of them that is definitely a winnable game that I think that the Grizzlies definitely should win. And then one that is going to be a uh it's going to be a dogfight. Yep. If you want to beat Houston, you're going to have to uh you're gonna have to execute. You're gonna have to you're keep gonna Capella. Have to beat Houston. You're gonna have to uh, keep Capella off of the boards and take care of business. So we'll see. It's uh, it's not not too busy of a week. They don't have to travel, so they should be well rested. They got a few day. You know, they play Tuesday night, then they get Wednesday and Thursday off just practice. Then they'll play again on Friday. So the Grizzlies should be rested from no travel and just just a light schedule this week. Sam. Yo, I've got their Cavaliers stuff as well. Okay. And the uh, Grizzlies, 16, Cavaliers, 30. I think that should be closer. I think it should be the all-time. I do. But, of course, they had LeBron. Cavs had LeBron. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Their last uh, 10, they're 3-7. and seven. <laughs> I think that should be closer as well. But, then again... It could have been like easily, easily, easily been four and six. Oh yeah, but you know Absolutely. that last game, man, just no finish in them. Yep. And do you know the last time they won a season series against them? I feel like I should know this one because we talked about it last time, but I don't remember. Two thousand twelve, thirteen, same as uh, the Rockets. Oh, good year for the Grizzlies. Two, two and zero oh against them. Yeah. Yep. Got anything else on the Cleveland game? Uh, no, I guess not. That'd be about it. Yep, because we, right. so, we already covered. So the, I can talk about the, the bruise balls. letter, and you're not gonna be like, I got something else. No, I'll get. I'll let you get halfway through it, and then I'll make up something. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> guys. We talk about the bruise letter every podcast. It is a newsletter put out. The only place, the only way you can get it is go to hoop ball dot com forward slash newsletter. Sign up for it. You enter your email address. It doesn't take hardly any time. Our leader here at Hootball, Mr. Aaron Bruski, puts it out every week. It is great content, and there's no other way to get it. You're, you're not going to find it on a website. You're not going to find it anywhere other than signing up for it. Come straight to your email. Bruski is covering all 30 teams. High-quality content. And, <laughs> man, I've... I'll keep going about the newsletter, but it was so funny the other day because uh, Jonas Nader and Dan have, um, Jonas has a love affair with Jaron Jackson, and then Dan loves JV, and Brewski says that the Grizzlies are his favorite uh, NBA league pass team. Oh, Lord. And uh, Brewski is a Kings guy. He He's a big Kings fan. He's been a Kings fan for a while. But he said that they're boring him, that he may start writing about the Grizzlies because they're so exciting. <laughs> and they were talking, uh, Jonas Nader tweeted out, he said, Dan and I are selling all of our Lakers gear and we're moving to Memphis. Beautiful. I'm, I'm like, come on down, boys. I can set you up with a good sales rep. So, 
It's uh, it's funny the the hype that the Grizzlies are getting, the attention that they're getting right now. I'm loving it, but you know, in in Brewski's newsletter, he's covering all thirty teams, man, all thirty teams. So regardless of who your favorite team is, if you're listening to the podcast, we already know it's the Grizzlies. If it's not, all right, he's gonna cover them. He'll have them in there. Check it out again. It's hoop-ball.com forward slash newsletter. Or you can just go to hoop-ball.com and look close to the bottom of the page. There'll be a place to sign up for it. What you got? You got anything else? I was just going to go bruise letter. Bruise letter. Yo. But All right. Anyway. Guys, we've only got one thing left. Sam thought he was getting off the hook today. We dun, are dun, almost to the dun. end of the show. We're going to finish up with a JV fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the duh. This one's pretty cool. Back in August of 2019, did you know that he was voted the all-time Toronto Raptors fan favorite? They have a tournament they do. I guess they do it every year. And yeah. This is what it reads here. He was entered uh, this series as one of the new wave brackets. That's the one he was entered in, and he lived up to the expectation, it says. Each round he played uh, he played in felt like a potential pitfall. However, JV dominated every opponent he went up against, the entire tournament. And that was up against, like, Bruno Caboclo, uh, Jose Calderon, Amir Johnson. There's a bunch of different ones in there, and he absolutely dominated everybody and won. Sweet. Every single person. I guess they only do it for uh, the only Toronto fans vote for it's all different kinds Man. of players and whatnot, but and it's so easy, and not because of his on the court stuff. JV is just. Man, he's a nice guy. He really is. Well, I bet, I bet he signed. What do you think? I, at least, well, at least a hundred. That's what I was going to say. Last night when he, we were, we were standing there waiting on autographs and stuff, and I saw him coming out because you can't miss him. He's a freaking wall, and he was coming out, and I was like, "Oh, there's Jonas, there's Jonas." And about ten, fifteen minutes went by. You were like, "Hey, I thought you saw Jonas." I'm like, "Yeah, he's still in the tunnel. He's signing <laughs> stuff." And he did probably. I bet he he was signing for every bit of twenty five minutes. At, oh, every at least. yeah, every bit of. When he came up to came up to me, I had I handed my uh, two cards down, and he was signing them. And I said, "Hey, look what I'm rocking!" And he looked up at me, and he looked at it, and he looked up at me again. He goes, "That's nice." I was like, "Oh yeah, you know it. It's the first one, you know." Yeah, <laughs> it was he, my JV uh, uh, throwback uh, jersey I had on. I was so. wondering if you were gonna put that in there. I'm yeah. like, you didn't even tell him what you were wearing. Yeah. I, 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 I figure people know, but some people I, don't know. I, I, I had the uh, Vancouver, what was it? The, what what color is it? What 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 do they call it? Turquoise or teal or whatever? Man, I don't know what they actually it, call it. It's the their color, green ones. Yeah, it, it's their green ones. So our initial interaction with JV was last year. Sam, we, we've always liked JV. I love that man. Sam bought a uh, uh, Beale Street Blue Grizzlies jersey. Mm -hmm. And we went down to get it signed. Sam was trying to get it signed because it has navy letters. He had a silver pen. And JV was trying to sign it. Couldn't get that silver Sharpie to work on the letters. And the silver did not show up on the jersey. So JV's like, find a black one and I'll come back to you. He told me not to move. He said, don't move. Go get a black Sharpie. So I, I didn't move. And Dave, up the stairs to get a black Sharpie. Runs all the way up there. He gets back in time. And, of course, at this point, everybody and their mama's down there, <laughs> you know, trying to get autographs from these people. And right when Jonas starts to come back, 
he's getting mauled by people and I'm about to turn around and I'm just like, you know, that let's just go because this isn't going to happen. And about that time, he had some people move. He told security to have some people move. They It was like part Moses in the Red Sea. You know, they moved. He came up. He came up. He signed a couple people next to me. He signed mine. That was the last ones. And he walked off. That was so cool. It, it was, was so it was, neat. It was just a, a great, great move by him. It was. He was like, stay right there. And I nearly died. The side that we go to get autographs on for the Grizzlies, it's extremely steep. 90 degree angle. That's not quite that rough. About 45. But, but. Man, I'm a fat guy and running up those stairs into the pro shop to get a uh, Sharpie. By the time I got back, I was huffing and puffing. But it, it was good. So it's easy to me. That's not, not surprising. No, absolutely It's, it's not. a good thing. Like, I'm glad that he won it. But it's not surprising at all because he is always so great with the mm-hmm. fans. So well, there was there was another time. Now, that, that was a good example. But, you know, the sign we had made last yeah, year, too. Yeah. We had a yeah. sign. Uh, I found a picture, a good picture of his, his first game with the Grizzlies against the Spurs. And uh, I took that and I found the Lithuanian flag and I put it together and we put welcome to Lithuania because, you know, it, that's what they would do when he was in Toronto and he'd do something good. And anyway, I took our sign there. He comes out. He sees it. He points at us. That was really cool. That was good enough for me. Well, then the next game, I'm like, I'm going to try to get this thing signed because, you know, I'm just see what happens, you know, if he tells me no because we didn't know how nice he was. And I go yeah. down there and, man, when he saw that, he thought that was the coolest thing. He comes up. I'm like, hey, man, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How you doing? How you doing? You know, I was like, I'm doing great. You know, and he was just like, where should I sign it? And I was just like, oh, anywhere. And he goes, well, I'm going to sign it right here. And I was like, hey, can you make it out to your number one fan, Sam? He's like, yeah. He made it out, number one fan, Sam. It was it was cool. It's awesome. We're best buddies, <laughs> best friends. Not really. Uh, Sounds yeah. good. Well, good stuff. Another JV fun fact of the day to round out the show. Guys, go and follow us on Twitter. The show is at HoopBallGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is... It is SammyB1118. That is a capital S, lowercase A-M-M-Y, capital B, 1118. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. Until next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Yay, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.